What's up, everybody? This is the Turning Point Sports Podcast. This is your boy, Daniel. Man, we have a lot to talk about today. I hope you stick with us. So I want to start the pod off today by talking about NBA Finals game number four. Man, what a good game. Uh, Lakers heat. The Lakers went up 3-1, right? That's what we all expected to happen. Uh, I mean, that's what we saw coming. I mean, it was just, it was bound to happen. You know, the heat, they won game three. It was just a great game by the heat. Jimmy Butler leading his team. Bam Adebayo did come back last night, but hey, you know, he was showed he was a little bit rusty. Uh, he played 33 minutes, I mean, so that's probably good for Heat fans. But Jimmy played 43 again. <laughs> Jimmy played 45 the other night. So he's he's really racking in those minutes. Um, but Bam, you know, on the floor, I noticed he was a plus three. So, you know, it was great for them to have him back. as 15.7 rebounds. But the Lakers got it done. Anthony Davis, you know, he was so-so th- through the first three quarters. I again wondering where is Anthony Davis at right but he came through man fourth quarter he was really really good um he got his teammates involved he ended up with nine rebounds 22 points but he was a plus minus he was a plus 17 so it goes to show that Anthony Davis had a good game he stayed out of foul trouble um today or or last night um unlike he was able to do the the uh game before but hey, they got it done. Um, LeBron had six turnovers again. You know something that I noticed. Uh, something that I noticed with them is they started off slow. <laughs> I mean, had the Heat been making shots in the first half, um, it may have been a different story today. We may actually be talking about Miami being up or not up, but tied two-two. Um, the Lakers started off slow. They weren't playing very well again. Um, you know, luckily the Heat just weren't making their shots in the first half. Uh, between Tyler Hero, he was missing shots. Kendrick Nunn, he had probably the worst game he's had um, definitely in the finals. Uh, just didn't look good at all. He played 26 minutes, and he was 2 for 11. He made some bonehead plays. Um, you know, shots weren't going in, and he was shooting it. Uh, you could tell he was getting frustrated. Maybe some of the teammates were getting frustrated with him. Tyler Hero was pretty bad in the first half. Um, you know, until that fourth quarter, he I think he was 3 for 3 from 3. Uh, in that fourth quarter, made all of his threes in the first in the fourth quarter. So, uh, didn't didn't look good for him. Jimmy was negative eleven last night, uh, twenty two points. You know, Jimmy played well, ten rebounds, nine assists. Uh, but that plus minus eleven, you know, just isn't going to cut it. You need your best player to 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 really be um, on, right? You need him to be a force out there. And he just didn't get it done. They had all the opportunity in the world to win that game last night. Still another one, but as bad as the Lakers were playing, the Lakers are lucky that KCP came to play last night, right? Made some great defensive plays towards the end. He hit that shot in the corner. He made a driving layup there um, that really helped them in crunch time. He had 15 points, but he was a plus eight. So uh, he was tied for second on the team and plus minus. So, man, what a... You know, uh, gutsy performance by the Lakers last night. And the Heat, I'm telling you, man, they had every ample opportunity to win that game. The Heat are a good basketball team. They've, they're they the hottest team in basketball right now. You know, the Lakers, of course, are stymieing them with the more – they have more talent. 
you know, the Lakers have the two superstars. The Heat have, I mean, if maybe one. You know, a lot of people don't consider Jimmy Butler being a superstar. Maybe an all-star, a guy that can compete at the highest level, will get your team some wins um, on the offense and defensive end of the floor. But they just don't have the two superstars like the Lakers have, and it, and it showed. Um, you know, I noticed that uh, Caldwell Pope, um, he was getting the ball. He felt He looked confident shooting last night. He looked confident just being out there on the floor. He's obviously a good defender. You know, we've talked about KCP for a long time as being a uh, serviceable defender, um, a guy that can compete and, and get stops for you. But he shot the ball well last night and I think, honestly, was the game saver for them. Um, Anthony Davis, he hit the dagger three there at the end, and it was just over uh, from there. They ended up getting the six-point win. Um, and it, it was close. I mean, it was close all night. It was a good game. Uh, they went back and forth in the first half. Uh, third and fourth quarter, the Lakers got ahead of them just by the smallest margin. But like I said a while ago, if the Heat had shot better, we may be talking about a tied-up series today. Um, Tyler Hero was just bad in the first half. Duncan Robinson, he, he didn't play well. Um He's kind of shied away. He only missed three shots, but he only took six three-pointers, right? He took six free throws as well. Uh, 17 points for him, the third leading scorer on the team. Uh, but much like I've been talking about the Lakers, who's that third guy that's going to step up for the Heat? And I don't think the Heat have that. I think they just have to play as a collective, right? They have to play in a collective effort to get wins, and uh, they just didn't get it done last night, had all the opportunities in the world. So now it's three to one, right? So where do we go from here? The Lakers will probably close it out on Friday night. They get a couple days rest here, and they'll be playing on Friday night. LeBron James talked about after the game that he's not sleeping, right? He has, you know, one goal in mind, and, and that's to win a championship. You know, I've heard and I've read some things about uh, about this, and is there going to be an asterisk by the season? Probably. You know, but a championship is a championship, right? You get to wear the ring, Okay. Uh, LeBron's going to get his fourth uh, ring. Anthony Davis will get his first. Um, Danny Green, I think it'll be his uh, his third um, that he that he's going to be receiving, second or third for him. So, you know, they've got championship qualities, right? I mean, the Lakers, uh, before the season, a lot of people thought it would be between them and the Clippers. Obviously, we know what happened in the bubble with the Clippers. I mean, they just fell apart. Playoff P was playoff B. You know, he he just didn't do much. Um, you know, a great player, but he just looked bad again, just like he was with the Thunder. Uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't get it done. So that's a story for a different day, obviously. But the Lakers, you know, they're they're flexing their muscle. They brought in Anthony Davis. They gave away quite a bit for him, but, hey, they want to win, right? They want to win and win right away. They wanted a championship to bring back. They wanted LeBron to get more opportunities at a championship. And that's what they did. They brought in Danny Green this year. They brought in Dwight Howard, Marcus Morris, uh, Rajon Rondo. I mean, just all these glue guys that, that can get it done. They kept Kuzma, um, a young talent there. Uh, I think he's kind of soft, uh, maybe a decent offensive player, but I don't think he'll ever be um, just a great, great player. Uh, but, they again, they got it done 3-1 now. Um, LeBron James you know, is, is a great player, right? LeBron's one of the best to ever play the game. Probably a top three when we talk about him, Kobe Bryant, and uh, Michael Jordan. Um, you know, a top three to play the game. 
just a polarizing figure, right? When we think about, uh, you know, the 2010s, this last decade, LeBron has dominated it. Um, he's dominated since he's gotten, got into the league, right? We talk about his leadership, you know, and his downfalls and, and uh, his shortcomings, right? And we talk about his greatness, the things that he's done that have just exceeded um, a lot of the players in the NBA, if not all of them, you know, because um, you could really talk about Kobe being more of the 2000s guy, late 90s into the 2000s. Um, but the 2010s have been LeBron James, right? This decade has been the LeBron James slash Warriors. <laughs> you know, both of them have battled it out time and time again. Obviously, the Warriors were down this year with losing Kevin Durant and, uh, you know, most of their team to injury. They'll be back probably next year. You could see them coming back and playing really, really well next year. But, you know, speaking on LeBron James, uh, you know, I, I've watched his whole career now. Um, I feel like he's gotten better at different aspects of the game throughout his career. And, uh, you know, to become more of a complete player, I think he's better sh a better shooter now than he ever has been. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine LeBron being as good of a shooter as he is now probably five, six, seven years ago. And could he have beat the Warriors more than he did um, the one time that he did? Uh, could he have won more championships if he was a better shooter? Um, demanded the ball to be in his hands to get shots. I mean, obviously last night you saw Anthony Davis hit the three to put the dagger um, through the heat, right? Um, and LeBron, it didn't come down to LeBron James. He looked like he was calling for the ball there at the end, but I think it went in the right hands in Anthony Davis. But when it comes to the LeBron James, you know, and, and his, his greatness, uh, he's just gotten better, you know, over the, over the years. Um, he doesn't, in my opinion, make his teammates better all the time, right? But he's definitely gotten better himself. Uh, and, and luckily, he's got Anthony Davis now, who's a great player in his own right, right? I mean, Anthony Davis is a top five player in the NBA right now. Um, no questions about it. And, uh, you know, he hit that dagger three. He's a confident player. He's a good one. He's, you know, got guard skills as a big man. He's, he can block shots. He can rebound. Um, and so he's just a great uh, teammate, a great bat or robin to to lebron's batman right um i mean so uh, you know it's a good thing he's got anthony davis this year because we all know i mean <laughs> we've questioned lebron's clutchness i guess you can say his his mentality towards the end of a game um he's never been the the big shot maker um that we've seen in michael jordan that we've seen in kobe bryant demanded the ball be in his hands at the end of the game uh to get that clutch shot um, Kyrie Irving even said, uh, I mean, I, and I get it. He's, he had LeBron James and I talked about it and I was like, what is this guy talking about? He had LeBron James, but more thinking more about it. I can see where he's coming from in a way. I mean, LeBron James has never been the, the clutch dagger three, um, clutch two point, you know, get, I got to get a bucket at the end of a game to win it. He's never been that guy. He's deferred to players a lot. Obviously, last night he was calling for it, but I think uh, they got the ball in the right hands. Anthony Davis hit the shot. But I see where Kyrie's coming from, but he did have one of the greatest players of all time. You know, and, and if, if I'm on a team, you know, and if I've got one guy that can make a shot, right, and LeBron James is on my team, I'm giving him the ball, you know, just because he's an MVP, he's a champion, he's a, you know, he's, he's been a good, just a great player. 
his whole entire career. He's never had a down year, even since his rookie season. Um, so LeBron is, is LeBron, right? LeBron is going to go down in history as one of the greatest players to ever play this game. And it's going to be debated for a long time. And, and I get, uh, you know, Michael was the 80s and 90s. Kobe was the late 90s, 2000s. Um, and LeBron has been, you know, mid-2000s to, um, to 2010s, just this whole last decade. And we talk about it all the time. The champions that have come and, and gone before him, he's just, he's a good player, man. He's a polarizing figure. He's in the day of uh, social media. Um, you know, people respect him. Uh, and some people don't respect him. I get it. There's two sides of the spectrum. But, um, you know, LeBron is LeBron. LeBron's been a winner. He's won championships. He's lost championships, right? Three and six all time. Uh, hopefully, you know, for his sake, he gets this one done because um, it would be a huge, huge um, craze if he loses this series down 3-1 to, to the Heat. But, you know, he gets another one. Uh, he'd be four out of six. You know, that's a little bit better, I guess. But um, I said it yesterday. I was talking about it. And I feel like if LeBron James had better leadership um like a Jimmy Butler is the example that I use. I think LeBron would have eight or nine championships. I think he was demanded more from his teammates. He wouldn't have deferred to a you know a, a, a guy at the end of the game, right? He would have been the go-to guy. He would have had the mentality, you know, I've got to make my teammates better. I've got to win games. Um, and I don't want to get into the discussion of LeBron James today. We talked about it yesterday. I, I talked about it last week. But the guy is going to be a champion. He's going to win his fourth. Um, I think it's pretty much uh, just it's going to happen, right? Um, but what a great fight the Heat have put up. I mean, uh, just for them to do what they've done in the bubble and even in these playoffs, nobody thought – I mean, I can tell you right now, even going into the playoff, I didn't think they were going to get it done. You know, I thought the Bucks were in trouble when they played them because, you know, the Bucks obviously they've got Giannis, um, they've got Middleton, but they just don't have that great shooter. You know, and in the playoffs, I feel like you've got to have shooters, and the Heat do, right? The Heat's got some young guys that can shoot the ball. They've got a big man that can rebound. He can defend. Um, he can hit the mid-range. He can dribble. He can pass. And, you know, Jimmy Butler is the leader, right? Great defender, just a great teammate, uh, can put up points, um, just a guy that cares about winning. So, you know, great job by the Heat. I, I don't think, you know, you can dog them for anything, right? Uh, you've just got to be able to applaud what they've done here in the playoff. It's been a great, um, spectacular thing to see. Uh, and, you know, we'll just see what happens on Friday. I think the Lakers will get it done. Last night I said they'd win by 15, 10 to 15. It did not happen that way. Obviously it was close, and the Heat probably had so many chances. Well, not probably. They did have so many chances to come back and win that game or, you know, get a lead on, on the Lakers and, and put a, you know, hopefully take it into the fourth quarter and, and be able to do it. And they did take the game into the fourth quarter. It was pretty close throughout. But the Lakers pulled away there at the end. Um, but, man, applaud the Heat today. I think we could all give them a pat on the back, a clap. You know, they're doing great. Um, the Lakers have been destined. Uh, you know, it was the year that Kobe passed away. They have LeBron in his second season there. They got AD. You know, uh, L.A. is, you know, on fire right, right now for them, and they want them to win. And, win for Kobe, and it's just bound to happen, right? So great job by LeBron and the Lakers. And, and uh, you know, Friday night it'll be interesting to watch, you know. Um, did the Lakers win by a lot? 
do the Heat, you know, bring it down to the end of the game, which I think they will. Uh, the Lakers, they're going to have to uh, do everything they can to, to fend off the Heat to win this game because the Heat are going to come at them, right? They're going to be, you know, throwing the blows. They're going to be, uh, you know, swinging for the fences. I mean, they're going to do it. The Heat are going to do everything they can. They're going to try to take LeBron off his game. They're going to try to take Anthony Davis off his game. Don't be surprised if, uh, you know, some of these guys like a, like a Myers Leonard comes in, plays a little bit, um, you know, some of these guys that can get down and, and uh, you know, scratch and claw with the best of them. Uh, the Andre Iguodala, see if he plays a little bit more on Friday night. But the Lakers got it done. It's 3-1 now. We'll see what happens on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure you are watching. Get the popcorn out, right, <laughs> and be ready for it. Um, see if these Lakers can go and get this title, um, win the, another championship in their historic franchise, and you know LeBron get, James get his fourth. So switching gears here a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's Wednesday. That means I'm going to give my fantasy football rundown for the weekend. You've obviously saw some of the news coming out of the NFL this uh, well today. Um, with the Titans having uh, two more players test for COVID and coming back positive. Uh, so that game is in jeopardy. Uh, the Patriots, uh, Stephon Gilmore, he has now tested positive. Um, you know, that kind of sets them back after Cam Newton had already tested positive over the weekend. We'll see if they have any more tests come back positive for them. Uh and the Raiders, they've had the, the positive tests in their organization too. So there might be a few games that we're looking at that might not happen on Sunday. I think it's a long way away, especially for the Broncos and Patriots. I think the Titans and Bills are pretty uh, much up in the air, and it's not looking good for that game to happen. It's really not looking good for the Titans right now. Um, they're going to end up having to add games on to the end of the season, or they're going to have to do some sort of thing where they're playing three games and you know two weeks. I mean, so it's going to be a it's going to be a weird, weird time for the NFL trying to figure out schedules. I think their fingers are crossed right now, hoping for the best. Right, hoping for the best in that situation. Uh, obviously, the Broncos and Patriots are playing that game's in question. The Titans and Bills. And then lastly, the Raiders and the Chiefs. I don't think that one's so much in the balance. I think there was one test on the Raiders. I think they've tested again, and everybody was negative for them. So I think things are looking good for that game. The Chiefs will probably now be tested quite a bit over the next few days to see if um, you know if they're going to be able to play be playing the Patriot or the yeah playing the Patriots this last uh, Monday night. You know, I saw a picture today that had Stephon Gilmore. And he was shaking hands after the end of the game and talking to Pat Mahomes. And someone was like, put a bubble around Pat Mahomes with everything you have, right? Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. This is a long season. It's probably going to happen nearly every week. There's going to be something going down now, especially since the Titans were the ones that uh, kind of first came out as the uh, positive test. And, uh, you know, it's not looking good for them at all. Uh, there was 15 players that were caught practicing um, when their facility was closed together. So it's just not looking good for the Titans right now and the rest of the season. Uh, their game this week is in jeopardy. Their game last week, they obviously didn't play. It's been postponed to week eight. Um, so it's it's everything's up in the air. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's a crazy time in the NFL. We all knew going in that it would be like this. So what does that mean for us fantasy football players and, and the ones that 
you know, really, really look forward to the NFL and like the competition of playing our friends uh, with the lineups and stuff. It, it's kind of thrown a snag, right? It's thrown a snag to all of us. I mean, having to make decisions, do I drop a player, you know, that's really good just because he's not going to play for three weeks, you know, or do I just have to keep him and rely on the rest of my team? It, it's, it's really, really looking um, – well, it's been difficult, right? It's looking grim, and, and uh, you kind of have to be really smart with what you do this season with fantasy football. So it's been it's been fun, you know, in that regards. Uh, uh, this weekend, I, I I'm one of my fantasy teams. I've got the uh, I've got uh, Stephon Diggs, so <laughs> I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do there. Uh, but hey, you know, you'll figure it out if you got to drop teams. Hopefully, you're your uh, commissioners in your league are all good if it's about COVID that you can be the first one to pick them back up and you get a certain amount of time. We have that in, uh, installed um, for our league. If you have to drop a player because of COVID, you have the first right to get them back. So, uh, But some people are in – some leagues just ain't going to do it that way, but we are. Um, so hopefully your league's like ours and you are able to do that. But I want to talk a little bit about today about some guys that I think are sleepers this week, some guys that may be on the waiver wire for you, some guys that could possibly um, make a big jump this week, could have big games, some guys to watch out for that, you know, I see as potential, um, potentially having bad games. Uh, so, so the first one I want to start off with, I want to start off with some sleeper picks that you may uh, want to watch out for if these guys are available in your league. Um, and to be able to go out and to pick these guys up. Number one is the, uh, is the Washington running back. Um, let me, I got, I got to, I forgot, totally forgot his name. Um, I mean, it's that bad, right? Uh, he had a breakout game last week. He played really, really well. Um, and a lot of people have been talking about him, but it's Antonio Gibson. Antonio, Antonio Gibson, they're playing the Rams this week. I know on ESPN right now at least – uh, the, what I'm seeing, he's projected for 13 points. Uh, he's a high-volume guy. Last week, uh, he had a pretty good game. Uh, last week, he had. Uh, let me let me pull it up real quick here. Um, his stats. I've got to I've got to find it. Um, let's see. Okay, so he had last week. He had 13 carries, which is pretty good for a running back in the NFL. 46 yards, but he had a touchdown. Um, so in goal line situations, he's obviously a guy that can go in and get a touchdown. But what's nice, if you have a PPR league, um, he had four catches for, for 82 yards. <laughs> so, you know, a, a pretty good performance in, in, that, in that regard. If you're out there looking for running backs, I promise, get guys that catch the ball out of the backfield, especially if you have PPR leagues because uh, obviously you get your points per reception and those are always nice. Um, but he had four catches for 82 yards. That's a that's a pretty good average. He ended up uh, I have here. He had 22 points, and and according to ESPN, uh, depending on how many points you give for PPR, uh, but 13 carries, 46 yards, four catches for 82 yards. So he's a high volume guy. Uh, obviously, since they released um, Adrian Peterson, they released Darius Geis. Uh, they've been looking for a running back. J.D. McKissick 
a guy that we've heard around the league for a few years now is pretty serviceable. Bryce Love is on IR. A lot of people think he's going to come in and be the main guy. But Antonio Gibson, that's a name to watch. I think he's a guy that's probably available in a lot of leagues that guys just don't know about. Um, another guy is like a Terry McLaurin. He's, if he's still available in your league and you're needing a receiver, I think he's a guy to, to, to possibly um, go with. Um, he's been a great uh, pass catcher. I know that they, they're making a change. Dwayne Haskins, the guy they drafted in the first round, is going to be sitting the bench this week. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, but they've got Kyle Allen, who played really well for the Carolina last year, uh, as, good as, he could, uh, as good as he can. Um, and he, I felt like he did pretty well. But Terry McLaurin might be a guy to look out for. Um, maybe Kyle Allen finds him as his number one receiver. Uh, another guy that might be available in your league is a DJ Chark. Um, great matchup against Houston right now. Houston's defense has really struggled this year, especially against the pass. I think that um, he's a guy that might have a, a pretty good game. Um, if, the, if the Titans play, look for a guy like A.J. Brown. I know a lot of people are starting to get, give up on him. Deontay Johnson might be another guy. They're talking about him coming back playing for the Steelers this week. Um, they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles, and we all know how bad the Eagles secondary has been. He might be a guy to look out for. Another guy, and you might laugh at me for this, because um, he plays for the Jets, but it is Jamison Crowder, and he, he hasn't done anything except be good this year. He was Sam Darnold's number one guy. It's obvious, uh, came out today, Sam Darnold will not be playing. So if you have Sam Darnold as your quarterback for some weird reason, um, Joe Flacco will be starting for him. Uh, but but last week, in, <clears throat> the two games he's played, he's had seven car seven catches in both games, over 100 yards in both games. He had a touchdown against Buffalo. So he's a high-volume guy. He's the best receiver they have by far and away. Um, so he might be a guy to look at. Look at Jerry Judy this weekend. He had a good game against the Jets on Thursday. He's a rookie that might have uh, pretty good potential. They're playing the Patriots without Stephon Gilmore. Um, if that game goes uh, – I say that game goes. I mean, so you're going to have to make sure that these guys aren't playing. <laughs> you know, it comes down to it. They're, it's either postponed or they're actually not going to play the game. You've got to really, really watch for that. Um, always look for guys that play for uh, Kansas City in their offense, even if they've got some receivers that you don't really know. I mean, uh, Sammy Watkins in, in a deep league, uh, Sammy Watkins might be a guy to look at. Um, Nikhil Harry had a decent game on, on uh, Monday night with the Patriots, so – but I think wide receiver-wise, you know, guys to really look at are Terry McLaurin. He's a guy. DJ Chark, if he's available. A Deontay Johnson, I think, will have a bounce-back game. Ben really, really likes to throw to him. Uh, plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson is a guy to, to make sure that you're watching out for. Um, look for him to have a, have a pretty good game. I think if you need a quarterback, um, look for Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's, you know, really kind of finding his thing with Carolina. Uh, they obviously like to run the football. It's, it's apparent. Mike Davis has come in and played pretty well in Christian McCaffrey's absence. Justin Herbert, I think, is another guy that could be uh, a good option for you um, in, the, uh, in the past game. He's had two games of over 300 yards passing. Uh, so he's obviously the, the go-to guy now with the Chargers. He's in there. He's a rookie. They're going to let him uh, take, take his bumps and bruises, and uh, they're going to continue to give him the ball. Uh, Gardner Minshew's playing Houston. You know, Houston's defense is, is struggling, um, but I don't know if I would <laughs> if I'd go so far much 
to say for you to go out and get him. But I think a big timer is Teddy Bridgewater. If you're really looking for a quarterback, if you got one of these quarterbacks that may not play this weekend, um, Teddy Bridgewater might be the answer for you. He's been pretty, pretty good. Another guy that had a breakout game on Monday night would be a uh, Tanyan, right, for the Packers. Three touchdowns. If he's available in your league, maybe go after him. Uh, who knows? Aaron Rodgers loves his tight ends, right? And uh, he was just phenomenal this last week. I thought he really played great. So, anyway, look for look for a guy like that. Mo Alley-Cox, he's done nothing but catch touchdowns. If you need a tight end, these are guys that you can go and pick up. I know they'll probably be available even in deep leagues. Um, but Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. So, you know, uh, but my sleeper pick of the week is definitely Antonio Gibson. If he is available in your league, go and pick him up. I promise you he'll get you some points. They have a backup quarterback coming into play. Uh, they don't really have a bevy of running backs to run the football he catches the ball out of the backfield he got a touchdown last week so make sure that you're looking for that guy um, but he's my sleeper pick of the week so make sure if you need a running back that is a guy to maybe go and look for because I think he's a very serviceable guy a guy that can come in and get you some points in your fantasy league some guys that you need to watch out for that might not have great games this week that if they're on your team, um, you might want to <laughs> look to benching them. Um, I think a guy, you know, and, and man, I, I keep wanting to give him chances, and I know they're playing Jacksonville this week, but Deshaun Watson, if you have, a, if you have another quarterback that you think has potential to make and get more points than Deshaun Watson this weekend, I would go with it. Because Watson has nobody to throw the ball to. I know there's going to be a new offense. There's going to be a new coach. You know, Bill O'Brien got uh, booted out this week. But watch Deshaun Watson. I'm telling you guys, if you start him this week, you might regret it. Um, and I and I love Deshaun Watson. Don't get me wrong. But he has no receivers. Um, even if they're playing Jacksonville, it doesn't matter to me. I think they'd be better off running the football. Um, because I've noticed him this year without the receivers. I mean, he's got a deep ball threat in, in uh, Will Fuller. Kenny Stills has been a serviceable wide receiver, but they're not world beaters, right? Um, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, so, so make sure if you've got Deshaun Watson in your league, I promise you, if he comes out and scores 40 points, then, you know, I'll eat my words. But <laughs> I just don't see him having a good week this week, um, even against Jacksonville. I think a guy that that um, might also struggle this week, and you know, I, I could be I could be wrong on this, but a guy that I think will probably struggle this week if you've got him on your team is Jared Goff. Um, they play Washington this week. I think Washington's defense has been so-so. I think Washington's just a bad football team all around. They have offensive struggles, but but I don't see Jared Goff getting a whole lot of points this week. So, you know, make sure that's another guy that that um, you, you might need to watch for. Now, quarterbacks, um, surprising quarterbacks, guys that I think su could surprise you, um, not the, the ones like the Jacksons and Mahomes and Wilson and Prescott, you know, guys that get a lot of points that are going to get you points. Um, playing struggling teams, uh, Drew Brees, you know, is another one. But I think a guy that might surprise people, if you've got him on your team and you may have to really, really think about starting him, is Daniel Jones. And you might say, dude, what? 
But Daniel Jones, they're playing the Cowboys this week. The Cowboys have obviously shown they have no defense. Their secondary is awful. I don't think they can get to the quarterback very well this year for some for some reason because they got great pass rushers, right? But I think that's a guy that, that could, you know, if you've got him on your team, you might look to starting him over whoever you've got in the first, unless it's like one of these, like Mahomes or someone like that, right? But look for him. Teddy Bridgewater, I talked about him earlier. He's another guy that I think could have a big game playing Atlanta. We all know how bad Atlanta's secondary is. I think he could have a really, really, really good game for the Carolina Panthers. When we look at running backs, I think guys to watch for that might not be so so successful this week, I think is Dalvin Cook. I think he's one of them. I think the Vikings are going to try to throw the ball a little bit more against that Seattle secondary. Seattle's defense hasn't been that good at all, um, in my opinion. But Seattle's offense has been amazing. So it might be a high-scoring game. So I think they're going to pass the ball. I think they're going to try to pass it this week. Dalvin might get some you know, catches here and there, but, but look for him to possibly not do what he has been doing. I think another guy that you've got to kind of uh, be careful with this weekend is Joe Mixon. Uh, he had a really good game last week. You know, Joe's a Sooner. Um, I, I love Joe. I've watched him for a long time now. Um, but they're playing Baltimore this week. Good run defense, just a good defense overall. Um, and I think that that's a guy that you need to kind of be careful with. He had 150 yards last week and a touchdown. He catches the ball out of the backfield well. But, you know, make sure you're being careful with a guy like that. If he's your best starter, then start him. Um, but, you know, he might not have that great of a game. I think a guy that could really um, – you could really look to if he might be setting the bench or you've got some question marks, um, you know, would be a guy like David Johnson. I think David Johnson has a chance to play really well against Jacksonville. I think Deshaun Watson, like I said a while ago, is going to struggle. I think they're going to need him. Uh, Todd Gurley against Carolina, I think he might, you know, have a pretty good game. They may not trust Matt Leinert. Or Matt, Leinert. Matt, <laughs> Matt Ryan. I can't believe I said Matt uh, Leinert. Uh, but Matt Ryan, I think, you know, he's been struggling a little bit. He was underthrowing his receivers last week. So you might look at a guy like Todd Gurley getting more of uh, more carries, better looks um, in the offense this coming week. Kareem Hunt, look for him to have a good game. If you got him sitting the bench, I know you might have him as a backup running back because Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb's now on IR uh, with uh, – the injury, he might be out the rest of the year. I mean, who knows? So look for Kareem Hunt is a sleeper pick that you might look for. Um, a guy that, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of, you shouldn't shy away from. Indianapolis defense has been great, and they're really good against the pass. So the Browns might rely, you know, heavily to try to get to 4-1 and one on uh, Kareem Hunt. Melvin Gordon might be another guy uh, playing New England this week that could, you know, have potential to have a good game. Mike Davis if he's sitting there for you, make sure that you are starting him. But, you know, just some guys that, that you could look forward to. If you've got Kittle playing this week, if you've got Mark Andrews play him this week, if you've got Travis Kelsey play him. Um, you know, if you've got, uh, I think Evan Ingram will have a good week this week. I think he's going to have a breakout against Dallas. He's started kind of slow. Um, but I think he's a guy that, that you really should look into starting. Guys that you should look out for to maybe set the bench this week. Rob Gronkowski, we're still waiting for him to have a good performance. Uh, he might be a guy that you might want to look to setting this week. Austin Hooper is another one that I think you know is, is really hyped up, but I just don't see him having a good game against Indianapolis. Indianapolis has a bunch of tweeners 
They're good safeties, good linebackers that, that run around that can cover those tight ends. So be careful in that. Um, and, you know, defensively, uh, this, is this is where I'm going to end it today, the fantasy football talk defensively. You know, uh, I think a team that you might need to watch out for that, that could really get hurt is the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's going to be another shootout for them. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be able to throw the ball. Um, so, so make sure that you're watching out for that. If you've got Seattle's defense, make sure that you might think twice about starting them um, this week because I think Minnesota has potential to really, really ramp up the pressure on Seattle's defense. I'm looking forward to the fantasy football weekend, just the NFL weekend as a whole, uh, watching all of these games. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, if I see some more news about this COVID stuff, I'll bring it to you guys tomorrow. So make sure that you tune in for that. Um, and that's my fantasy football take for the weekend. So I want to talk a little Thunder basketball today, right? I'm going to talk a little Oklahoma City Thunder basketball to all my local listeners uh we love our thunder right man it was so hard to watch you know us go down like that we really had an opportunity to knock out houston um james harden a former player russell westbrook obviously former players of the oklahoma city thunder so you know that was pretty that was pretty hard and that was that was difficult um to see that happen man i was really hoping for them to get the win but hey it didn't happen right it just didn't happen it didn't go the way as uh, we were all hoping, but, you know, impressive season by the Thunder. Last week I talked a little bit about the Thunder and, and what I thought, um, you know, this offseason would kind of look like. But today I want to talk a little bit about Chris Paul. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about Chris Paul and where I think the Thunder are going to go from here with him. Um, I know I, I see a lot of, uh, you know, rumors of trade and there's going to be a lot of people especially the way that he played and the leadership that he showed this year how he's going to uh, play next year I know there's a lot of teams interested I've, I've seen the New York Knicks be interested I've seen the Phoenix Suns being interested I've seen um, your Chicago Bulls where uh, uh, Billy Donovan just went um, the Clippers are another team uh, going, I don't see him going back to the Clippers I think the Heat will try to uh, recircle that um, recircle that wagon, I guess you could say. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of teams, you know, really, really wanting Chris Paul uh, because of his leadership that he shows. Um, I think the a team like the Clippers, where they're at right now, I think they could use a guy like that. I think the young Knicks could use a guy like that. The Knicks have all the money in the world, right? I mean, they've got a, a pretty good budget there for them. Obviously, with the salary cap, it is what it is, but people will want to go there free agents will want to go there but you know with the with the Chris Paul it's his, it's all about his contract my take is if the thunder want to trade him I'll be for it I love Chris Paul I love watching him I think he was great for the thunder I think it's what these young guys needed this season especially our young guards they needed a Chris Paul they needed that leadership they needed that that moxie right that that guy that that likes to win he's never won a championship but the guy that the guy that likes to win um you know games he just loves to play basketball he's got a good family he's a good uh he's a good family man um he fit right in with the thunder and seemed like he was enjoying his time here but I'd be okay with the thunder uh letting him go and the reason why is the contract 
his contract is very, very expensive for a guy at his age that's never won a championship. Obviously, he's one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game. Okay, I get it. But he has a huge contract. And uh, that's what I think will scare teams away in this process is that contract. Because the Thunder are going to have to take on some money. I mean, it's it's obvious they're gonna if they're if they get rid of him, and what's that gonna cause? It's gonna cause the Thunder to want picks, right? And there's not too many teams out there that are looking for a Chris Paul that are gonna compete that aren't already take, tanking that have good picks, right? That may even have picks available. I mean, the Heat are pretty slim. They've given us a few picks, you know, just in this last year. Denver could be another team that just came to mind that that might be able to use a guy like that. <clears throat> So what do what do the Thunder do in this situation? I wouldn't put him, put it past Sam Presti to trade him to figure something out. I don't think he necessarily wants to be traded. I think he's okay with staying with staying with the Thunder. I saw something on ESPN today um, about him, um, and it was about him uh, sticking with the Thunder through a rebuild. And he said that he just loves the hoop, right? He just loves the hoop. He just likes to play basketball. You know, this is what he said. He said, for me, you call it twilight years. I call it a blessing, just being able to compete at a high level at 35 years old. I'm just going to keep rolling, right? He had a terrific season, right? A season for the ages as a guy with that, uh, with his talent at that age, with the expectations that were given for the Thunder after they got rid of all their players. He's got two years, $85 million left on his contract, right? And another key member of uh, the Thunder, Danilo Gallinari, is an unrestricted free agent this year. So what do the Thunder do? They, they don't have their hands as tied this year like they did last. <clears throat> what do they do? I, I think that they trade him. I, I just, I really do. I think that they end up finding a trade either at the beginning of the season or by the trade deadline next year, and they roll in some picks. But it's going to be a real question mark. I mean, because at the end of the day, does somebody want to take on that contract? Is there a team that really, really is on the brink of a championship that could use a point guard like that that's willing to give up guys or picks, right? Let's talk about the Lakers, okay? The Lakers could really use Chris Paul. I know they're probably going to win a championship this year, but they could really use a guy like Chris Paul. And Chris Paul would probably love to go there because it's an opportunity at a chance to win his first championship. Problem is, is the Lakers don't have any picks. <laughs> the only way the Thunder are going to give up Chris Paul for nothing is if they really just need to get rid of that contract. But they don't. The Thunder are okay with Chris Paul staying here for a couple more years and just, you know... Uh, doing what they do, right? Unless Chris Paul gets mad and demands a trade, but I just don't see that happening with a guy like that. He understands the situation. He seems to love Oklahoma City. Seems to be a guy that could be okay with living in a smaller town, right? He's got a family. Um, his family seems to you know, appreciate being here. Uh, so it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what the Thunder do. I have full confidence in Sam Presti. I know he's gotten some, you know, real eyebrow raises over the last couple of years just because of some of the decisions he made. But look what he just did with Paul George. Paul George was absolutely awful, right, in the playoffs. 
Okay, he deems himself playoff P, and they lost second round. Didn't even make it to the to the Western Conference Finals to have a chance to go to the NBA Finals. Look what he did. He turned it around for all those picks, and he got Danilo Gallinari, and he got Shea Gilgis Alexander for for all for Paul George, right? Who and Patrick Patterson, who didn't look good at all. I have full confidence in Sam Presti. I think that, you know, he makes good decisions when he needs to, right? He's made some okay to terrible decisions with, with drafting over the last several years, but he hasn't necessarily had that top three pick like he had the three straight years that he had with Kevin, Russell, and James Harden. You get picks like that, you have a chance to build something nice as long as those players will stay and stick it out as long as those players can come together and play well it's noted that when Kendrick Perkins got here he really uh you know did something for that team he brought them together it was a guy Sam Presti in those six years five six years was so impressive because he brought guys in here that needed to be here right he knew who his superstars were Kevin Durant Russell Westbrook James Harden you know James was here like three or four Right, He just kind of got a little bit big for his role. Which is fine, because look at him now. I mean, he's a great player. Um, but I trust Sam Presti in this. I trust that he's going to make the right decisions. I trust that if he's ready for a rebuild, he'll go for a rebuild. It definitely sounds like maybe that's what they're thinking about doing, because Billy Donovan wasn't ready to extend, right? He wasn't ready to sit down and say, hey, I want to stick it out. Sam didn't really have a clear-cut path of what he wanted to do, so that gives me an idea of maybe they're going to start rebuilding. Maybe there's going to be something new here in Oklahoma City that we haven't seen in, you know, 10 years, right? And Billy Donovan just wasn't okay with committing to that, and that's okay, right? That's okay. Now he's with Chicago and, uh, you know, has a has a team there that, you know, has some guys that and some pieces that could – get them in the playoffs, and, and maybe start to build something there. So what do the Thunder do <laughs> is the big question. I think we'll see a different Thunder team next year. I think Chris Paul is available to the, to the, right, to the right trade. I think Steven Adams will be made available. I know all of my listeners will probably just dog me for that. Okay, I get it. Steven Adams, we love him here in the city. You know, he's been a good ambassador to the program. Uh, he's been a good ambassador uh, world, worldwide as a guy from uh, New Zealand. NBA guys seem to like him. He's physical. He's tough. He has that thunder mindset, right? But his days might be numbered here in Oklahoma City, and that's okay. You know, the game is shifting. A guy like that, you know, is, is a guy that, you know, you may could do without now. Unfortunately, in his him because imagine Steven Adams in the early 2000s I mean he would be making he would be the guy making 30 million dollars a year right a guy that was big that would go in there it was physical he could you know shoot the the hook shots get rebounds play defense just be physical right but he's not really needed anymore I'd rather have a guy like Nerlens Noel who can run the floor, play good defense. He's not that great of an offensive guy. He'll get the occasional rebound, but a presence. He's fast. He can get the alley-oops, right? He can run the rim to the rim. And I think Steven Adams a lot of times has trouble with that. He doesn't have the agility like a Nerlens Noel. So what does this team look like? It's going to probably look different. 
much different next year. And that's okay, guys. It's okay to be it's okay to be uh, you know, just a below average team. It's okay sometimes. Especially with a franchise like we have. We've been so spoiled the last 10, you know, plus years with good teams, teams that have made the playoffs, teams that have made deep runs of NBA finals appearance, right? A lot of despair, okay? The injuries, you know, Kevin Durant leaving a little bit prematurely, I thought. He had a chance to win with the team. I mean, look out for us the next year if we had been able to keep all those guys together. So, and, and obviously, I mean, let, let's just let's just be honest here. He, he probably made a good decision, man. He went to the Warriors, who were winning championships, or, you know, the fun team in the league. Uh, they had Steph and Clay. They just needed another guy that could beat LeBron, right? And that was Kevin Durant for them, and they, got, they took him, and he won two championships, man. I mean, at the end of the day, he did what he did. I don't think he did you know, what was right. I think he kind of was conniving in the end, uh, so to speak. I think he went behind some backs and, you know, made decisions without even talking um, with players and talking with management. And I think he kind of gave, you know, the cold shoulder and he and he really kind of gave some lies to some guys, I, I feel like, just from reading things. He probably didn't go about it in the right, in the right way. Um and he also went to a team that had went 72 and 9 or whatever it was. Yeah, 72 and 9 or what were they? No, 73 and 73 and 9 that year, best winning, you know, year of of all time. You know, and they lost 3 to up 3-1 to the to the uh Cavs that year. They lost to LeBron James and company. He brought a championship back to Cleveland. And the Warriors needed him, you know, and they probably gave him all everything in the world and said, hey, come here, man, we'll win. You know, you got Steph and Clay. You, you don't have to be the, the go-to guy every night. You could kind of take off here and there, but we need you to beat LeBron. You might win a finals MVP here. And he did it, right? He did it. And, you know, who can blame him for that? I mean, it is what it is. It happens. Okay, this these are sports, you know. That never happened to us, and we were all upset some of us are still upset to this day, um, you know, but it is what it is. It happens, right? He left. And it's okay to be below average now. We've had great basketball for 10-plus years, right? We've been spoiled as an organization, as fans. We've got to see winning teams, teams that have made, again, playoff runs, deep playoff runs, finals appearance, Western Conference championships, uh, you know, divisional championships, you know, 61 teams. I mean, so... We've seen this. We've been spoiled by it. So maybe it's time to refresh. Maybe it's time to rebuild and look for the future. And I think that's okay. I think we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with that. I'm okay with that. You should be okay with that. I'm ready to see where they go from here. I'm ready to see what they can do as an organization from this very moment in time. I'm looking forward to it. What did they do with Chris Paul? probably trade him if he stays he stays because they can't get in i mean nobody will take his his contract this is a young team guys this is a very young team we've got a potential great player in sga right Schroeder played really well we got some young guys on the team basely came out of the bubble and really really uh played you know well probably the guy that they drafted Maybe it's time for a new reign here in Oklahoma City. Maybe it's time to, to not be so good for a couple of years so we can rebuild, right? We got some pieces here and there. 
let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm down for it. Seriously, I'm down. I think it's the best choice. I think it's the best thing that they can do as an organization. But hey, what do I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm not in the front office. Okay, I'm just a fan. But I think that's something that they could look forward to is maybe rebuilding. They've got a lot of picks. And uh, they had a great year this last year. They overachieved. And, you know, maybe that was the end of the run right there. Who knows? I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. I hope that you have a awesome and fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Um, we've got some MLB action going on tonight late into the evening. Make sure you're paying attention if your team is still in it, even if it's not. It's playoff baseball, right? Currently, the Braves are up 2 to nothing on the Marlins. The Athletics are up 3-2 to two on the Astros. The A's need it, man. The A's need to win that game. They are down 2-0. They could go down 3-0 and the series be over and the Astros move on. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, all of us are like, what? They really did it. They really, really did it, right? The Rays and Yankees tied up. It's at 6-10 tonight and uh, 8 o'clock tonight. We've got the Padres and the Dodgers. We'll see if the Padres can bounce back. I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, they've got Clayton Kershaw tonight. Like I've mentioned, I like the Padres. I love to watch them. They're fun. They're energetic. But, uh, you know, I just don't see them uh, taking out the uh, Dodgers. I just don't see it happening this evening. College football this evening. We're still looking forward to it, right? Uh, Red River rivalry this weekend. OU Texas. All of us around here in Oklahoma are super excited about it. What do the Sooners do, right? What do the Sooners do? Do they come out? Do they win? You know, is this the moment that they say enough is enough? I was reading something today that was talking about Spencer Rattler and, and how they feel like he's really um, tried to show some leadership. You know, there's a lot of guys on the team that have really um, had a tough time with all the time they missed because of COVID. Um, guys have been, you know, sick here and there. Uh, it's just been a tough offseason and maybe showing why OU is one and two. You know, they're struggling. The leadership qualities and, the, you know, the, the guys being ready for the season, it just wasn't an, it's not a normal year. I mean, obviously, right, it's not a normal year. We can all agree. You know, we've been talking about it here in the United States since like February, March, February, right? It's just not a normal season, okay? There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. We're going to see if OU can get the win. They, it's a must-needed win this weekend, right? It's a must-needed uh, must win this weekend for the Sooners. Oklahoma State, again, playing this weekend. Um, or no, not playing this weekend. Yeah, Oklahoma State's off. Hey! The Cowboys are off this weekend after a big win um, against Kansas on Saturday, yeah, they're off this weekend. They don't play until next week. OU has to buy next week. Um, but we've got Texas Tech and Iowa State. See if Iowa State can stay undefeated. See if Kansas State can stay undefeated against TCU. I don't see it happening. I think TCU will take care of Kansas State this weekend. Um, but, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on in the realm of sports nationally here locally in, um, in Oklahoma. And, man, it's sports time in, in America right now, man. All these sports going on. It's wonderful. Uh, got playoff basketball. You know, the finals almost over, probably. 
baseball playoffs. We got college football. We got NFL football. Um, man, I was reading something today, kind of a side note. I don't know if you've read what's kind of going on in Houston or what had gone on, but I guess J.J. Watt and a uh, defensive coordinator got into it with Bill O'Brien before he got fired, right, uh, during a recent practice. I mean, so things were going crazy there for, for uh, you know, for the, the Texans. I'm sure they were upset with Bill O'Brien. I'm sure a lot of these players are. I mean, he just completely just dismantled this franchise. The picks he's gotten rid of, the players he's gotten rid of, for, for nothing. I mean, Deshaun uh, Hop, you know, he got a second-round pick for him. I mean, are you kidding me? That's a dude that's worth more than that. One of the best receivers in the game. So it's not surprising. There was a verbal blow-up at practice, ESPN calls it. Um, you know, it was just when they say is when Bill O'Brien lost the team. It was over after that. I mean, the Mr. Texan, J.J. Watt, you're going at it with him. I mean, you're 0-4. You know, it's just it's just crazy, you know. I mean, it's just a crazy situation. It's a guy that probably overstayed his, his welcome. Um, but, you know, it, it's the league, right? It is what it is. It happens. The Texans are much better for it, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, they're going to continue to try to move forward and continue to try to win. You have Deshaun Watson, <clears throat> right? Deshaun Watson on your team as your quarterback. He deserves so much more. So we'll see where the Texans go in that. But I just saw that little tidbit of information uh, today and was like, well, that totally makes sense now, right? Totally makes sense. So, again, thank you for watching or not watching today, for listening, listening today. I appreciate all my listeners out there. You are awesome. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Anchor. We're on several different other podcasting sites. So find us anywhere and everywhere. Um, I've got a website in the works um, where you can go to the website, listen from there as well. So a lot of things happening for the Turning Point Sports. Um, again, share this everywhere you can. Uh, if you're my, if you're a loyal listener, please share it, talk about it. I'm just a normal guy that likes to talk sports, wants to talk sports with you guys, discuss stuff, see what's going on in the world locally and obviously in the world nationally, whatever you want to call it. Okay. But, man, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. Enjoy the rest of your night, uh, this Wednesday night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.